Wondershare Video Converter Ultimate makes life easier by providing you with a variety of video tools. Welcome back to Beers Up Sports Talk. Sebo in the house. Debo in the house. Week two of the NFL season. Before we get started, Debo, what you drinking, man? Well, for week two or another victory Monday for both of us, I am drinking clown shoes. Yes. Have you heard of this? Yes. Yes. I have never had one before, and I didn't pick a, a one that I like, but it is called Rainbows Are Real. It is made with a beta pinene, which makes it have a little bit of a pine tree taste to it. So it is definitely a different taste. I saw Hazy IPA, and I was like, I'm in. And not, not my favorite so far. Okay. I am drinking twice the daily serving from, from Trillium. Let's just take a look at this real quick. This is a goddamn milkshake. <laughs> a goddamn smoothie. It is incredible. Oh, it looks fantastic. I'm slightly jealous. Oh, it's oh, Jesus. That thing's not right. Not right. All right. Before I lose my mind, my white red all over my face is what it is. All right. Let's get started. Before we get to the NFL, let's talk about our Boston Celtics. Ooh. Big win in game three. Big the win. Turn of Gordon Hayward. Like we all said it was going to happen. It was going to come down to him. It happened to come down to him a little bit. How do you feel about the series right now? Well, first thing I want to say is why are we waiting until Wednesday for, the ne for game four? That's ridiculous. So the Celtics can go hang out in the pool in Orlando? Yeah, I saw that video. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> Cantor couldn't even get Marcus Smart in there. Right. Listen, I mean, game two, they lost. They blew another lead, two big leads. Marcus Smart was all fired, out, fired up, calling out people on the Celtics. And they kind of needed it. Because I'll tell you what, after game two, I, I was not excited. They, they, they looked lackluster they didn't look like they were into it Tatum just dribbling around let's let's kill 15 seconds and shoot a step back or sidestep three to win the game like go to the hoop get, get an and one get it get followed to make one foul shot out of two um the one thing I do like is Butler saying it's starting to get old having to come back from these big deficits so hopefully that starts creeping into their mind yeah um, later on listen they still have to win three Miami has to win two it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be a fight to the end. Yeah, I, I, here's my thing: the Celtics are the better team. They yes. have the better team. They have better players. They have executed better, except for basically the third quarter in the first two games. Yep. It, it is yes to your point. The end of game two with Jason. T I, there is the stark contrast between Jason Tatum taking a step back fadeaway three pointer when he had plenty of time to shoot, and Jimmy Butler going to the rack with still like eight or nine seconds left on the clock. To yeah. me, it's just like, in those moments, if you want to score, get to the freaking hoop. Yeah. Just go to the hoop. Just go to the hoop. And you could see that in game three, they came out. They were more aggressive. They took it to the hoop. They went at Bam, which I thought worked out pretty well for him because as great as that block it was that he had, <laughs> he's, not, he's not going to get himself in foul trouble. He'll, at the end of the game, I'm sure he's going to make that block. But there were plenty of times they challenged him in the game in game three. And he was there, but he wasn't trying to stop him. And, like, shout out to Jalen Brown, who just continues to show up and be – I mean, I know Marcus Smart's kind of like the, the defensive presence and kind of the motivator. But Jalen Brown just continues to do it on both ends. 
He was matched up with Bam a little bit, and he played D, and he took it to the rack, and he just play after play. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Jalen has been play, playing pretty good, but he had some moments where he looked out of it. Then he had that ridiculous rebound put back in game two where I was like, oh, just do that all the time. The, the one thing that's still on the table, you didn't say they were going to win 4-0. You just said they were going to sweep them with Hayward. So that's still well, on the right. table. I said, I said if Hayward was back game one, they were going to sweep. Oh, okay. I think. I think. But I'm saying you, they can still sweep them with Hayward. And again, the next four games. having Hayward back is a huge difference. One of the huge differences is when Miami went to their zone, which mind effed them in game two, which yes. I don't understand. What did Hayward do? He went right to the free throw line. And once you get somebody on the free throw line in that zone, you can start to make things happen. And, and, they, and they did that. They did that. Yeah, no, Marcus Smart did it at the end of game two, but he would, like, not shoot the shot. Shoot the shot. Do something. And that's, and that's one of Hayward's best shots is that little mid-range yeah. jumper. Him being back in the game just makes the team flow a little better when he's out there. I, I don't want to say he doesn't necessarily make them better. He's not better than any – I'm not here to say that. I'm just saying right. he was on the court. He just made the flow a little better. He's still got to get better on the shots. I still feel like he doesn't have confidence when he drives to the lane, but – he did enough the, last night that I, or the other night that I thought he was the X factor. Again, they just got to put their, 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 their feet on, on the throats of, of the Miami Heat because, to your point, Butler's tired of having to come back from 15, 20 every game. And if they can do it again, maybe Miami just stops coming back. Yep. You know, I don't know. Also, like, can I, 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 can I just say one thing, like, I feel like the intentional fouls in the NBA are just – I don't even really know what to make of them anymore. Yeah. And I know – like, I just want to talk about Jalen's elbow on uh, what's-his-face toward the end of the, uh, game three. Um, my man from Michigan who went to Williams, I'm completely blanking on his name. But he did the little elbow swing and caught him yeah. on the second one. That guy is completely in his space. And basically what you were saying to an offensive player is you get no space anymore. Right. His leg was literally up under Jalen Brown's leg and his head right there. Like, what, what, you, what is Jalen supposed to do? What, and what, what is he allowed to do in that? And I know he shouldn't have completely cold clocked him with the elbow, but, like, there's no space. Yeah. I know it's an intentional foul, but, like, can the guy really get that? If you're going to get up underneath somebody with your leg in between their legs and your face up in their business and you get popped, you're going to get popped. Yep. All right. All right, let's switch to the Western Conference Finals. Nuggets, Lakers. The Lakers won last night. Ridiculous shot by AD. Yeah. Nuggets had a chance to tie it 1-1. It's 2-0. That was an absolute dagger. They played their hearts out. They did everything they needed to do. And at the end of the game, AD completely ripped their hearts out. Nuggets got any chance in this series, D? I don't think so. Um I thought I thought maybe they did, but I mean we're getting close. If they can win Game Three and they go down three-one, I guess they're going to win it, right? I mean they've done that round one and two. Right. Um, no, I mean they were they were they were down hundred to ninety-two, and Jokic scored like eleven straight points right. and and gave them the lead, and you just kind of thought it was there. It was their their, their game to win. Right. But man, seven foot player should not be taking that shot that easily. No. No, but also, can we talk – I don't know if you watched the end of that game. Caldwell Pope hit a three from the corner with the yeah. shot clock winding down that he literally had no business making. Like, Nuggets were moving. 
They had a chance. They played great defense, 24 seconds. It literally is like 23.2. He, like, fumbles it and is like, swish. Mm. Just, I don't know. It's going to be tough to beat the Lakers because AD is playing out of his mind. And, like, LeBron was cold in the fourth quarter, but I'm pretty sure he had, like, 20 in the first half. So, you take good, good luck with that. Good yeah. luck with that. All right, let's, t- let's turn to week two. It is, it is winning Monday. The Bills are 2-0. and The Packers are 2-0. and They both lead their division. Kind of a big deal. Good, good second division win for you guys. What, what's your takeaway, D? What do you think? You know, Rodgers, two touchdown passes, only 180 yards passing, but he didn't, he didn't need to. Like, when he needed to make a, a, a big completion, he did. But Aaron Jones is the story, man. 235 scrimmage yards, three more touchdowns, awesome. 75-yard touchdown run. You know, obviously outdone by uh, Mostert. But um, it was it, – that was a heck of a – like, at first I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, this defense, we've let up two touchdown drives in the first two – in the first quarter to the right. Lions without Gall- uh, Galladay. I'm like, oh, what is going on with this defense? And then they just – shut them down the rest yeah. of the time, which calmed me down. And, you know, <laughs> they had four sacks, they had the pick six, and it, it's what you can want. I mean, again, no Galladay, so maybe next time it's a little bit closer. The offense right. is a little bit – so I, I'm not – you know, we've played a really bad defense in Minnesota. Yeah. And we've played a, an offense that wasn't at full strength in Detroit with a defense that's not that great either right now. Yeah, I – but here's the thing. You're 2-0 in the division. You, you're getting offense from everywhere. Yep. Right? You know, last week I joked about it being kind of the, the revenge tour for Aaron Rodgers. This week he was just like, Aaron Jones, do your thing, man. Yeah. And, and when, mean, you can, when you can have those games, now if you're the next week's team, the next opponent, you're like, well, which one are we stopping? We're going to stop Aaron Jones and let Aaron, and, and let Aaron Rodgers just bomb us out? Right, and and you think about this, game one and two, his stats, meaning uh, Aaron Rodgers, could look so much better. We talked about MVS with drops. He had um, Sternberger dropped two huge ones, one near the end zone, one uh, one where kind of same thing as MVS here, and he's already turning up the up the up the uh, field. You can't do that. You gotta you gotta catch it and then go. But you know, it's a start. It's two and zero. Oh. It's right. two division wins. I'm happy. Are you happy with your two division wins? Yeah, man. It, we're 2-0. Oh. Yesterday was exactly what I kind of expected to have happen. So there's two types of games that can happen against a Ryan Fitzpatrick team. One where he plays out of his mind and has you thinking that you should give him another $60 million. Yep. And in, 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 in the game where he throws like five picks and, and, you know, it's a blowout. The Bills had a chance, again, early on to kind of separate themselves from the Dolphins. It didn't really happen. I think one of the, the, the killers of, this, of, of, of yesterday's game is at halftime, there was a weather delay. The Bills had the momentum going into halftime, yeah. at least in my opinion. I know the Dolphins got a field goal, but I just felt like they were moving the ball well offensively. And, you know, you get that long break at, the, at halftime, and then it became just kind of like a back-and-forth battle. They did intercept uh, Fitzpatrick once, which kind of is the difference in the game. I mean, Josh Allen, he had his first 300-yard game last week had his first 400-yard game this week. Um, he leads the league in passing yards. 
Stefan Diggs leads the league in receiving yards. Those guys are clearly making it work. Um, they were killing the Dolphins on these crossing routes. Like, yep. the announcers were like, can a safety take a couple steps back? Because they are literally just running the same play over and over again. But it worked. Take what you're given. Here's what I'll say. We're 2-0 in first place. No big deal. We were without our, our two starting middle linebackers yesterday. So that's a huge – Tremaine Edwards, Matt Milano, the two basically anchors of the defense we were without. And not a big surprise that we played a little bit more zone defense and that Ryan Fitzpatrick ate him up. Like, he was on yesterday. It was annoying as hell to watch, but he was on. And when he's on and he's making his little 10, 15-yard passes, you just got to hope that he eventually makes a mistake. He did make the one mistake. They got the one pick. But a win's a win. Yeah, you got to take it. Yeah. Um, how, how do you feel about the uh, – obviously, Josh Allen's doing great – and. Throwing and running, honestly. Are you worried about the running game at all? Or do you think it'll come? I don't think so because it doesn't seem like they're – that's not their offensive right, offense right now. Their offense is to give the ball to Josh Allen and let him make plays. I think Brian Dabble, the offensive coordinator, you know, this is year three. For Allen, this is the progression. One of the things that they were talking about yesterday in the game, which when you really watch it, you can see. Last year, and I talked about this at the preseason thing, all he was doing is chucking it as hard as he could. Now, all of a sudden, he's got touch. He's, you know, painting, you know, the outside corners, but he's also able to just lob it in there. He did, he did that two or three times this day. And if he's able to do that, along with being able to make those tight throws, I think they're just letting him cook right now. Um, I mean, they, they ran the ball all right. They ran the ball when they had to, but they were using a lot of screens, a lot of quick hits. Like, they're, they're getting the ball in people's hands quick and letting them make plays. And honestly, like, if Stephon Diggs is going to get as open as he's getting, they're just going to keep throwing him the ball. Because if at some point you got to open up and cover him more, and when they did that, Beasley got some, Brown got some. Everybody was everybody was cooking yesterday. I mean, again, Allen threw for like four seventeen or whatever. I don't even know, ridiculous, but he's on fire right now. I think they're just going to keep throwing. Yeah, until until he starts struggling. One thing I wanted to bring up that I forgot to talk about when we were talking about the Packers was Devontae Adams got hurt hamstring. It sounds like. Um, it was more of a we're up by enough points where we don't need you to come back in, yeah. which is huge. Um, so that's exciting to have him back next week against the the Saints. Yeah, you got the Saints. We've got the the, the Rams. Two two pretty good games. And Buffalo's at home. Are you guys at home? Don't know that answer to be honest. <laughs> that, that's Too much pressure. I'm on you. I don't know the answer, but it is Sunday night football. Okay, I mean it, that's the thing. I mean the the Bills are going to get their first real test next week in, in my opinion the Rams are playing well they're doing they're moving the ball they they got a pretty good defense Aaron Donald's gonna be gonna be hungry so we're gonna see what happens I kind of hope it is new uh I hope it is in Green Bay on a Sunday night it might be a little chilly that's true that's true no fans but at least it'll be a little bit cold that's right all right let's jump to the NFL takeaways D what's your first takeaway from week two I think you and I are gonna have probably have this as a main takeaway I think every person has talked about it since like two o'clock yesterday <laughs> the amount of injuries that happened yesterday nick bosa saquon barkley christian mccaffrey i could keep going i don't have time this could this could go on forever i just read that uh seattle has two defenders out for the rest of the year Cortland sutton's out for the rest he's of the out. year drew Locke, the quarterback of the Locke, broncos the guy who they were hoping to figure out if he's gonna be the one is now out like four weeks 
Garoppolo, Tevin Coleman, Mostart. Like, this is what we kind of expected out of basketball, hockey, just a lot of injuries. I know we that there's did more. Talk, you're, I mean, to your point, we did talk about this. We said the injury bug was going to happen. No preseason, no real chance to get in game shape. And here we are week two, and teams are getting decimated. I mean, yeah. Uh, like, uh, Crowder, uh, the Jets, the, I don't even know if they have anyone healthy on their team. Well, they don't have anybody good either, so it doesn't really matter. But, like, yeah, they don't have anybody healthy on their team. Like, it's just – it's 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 interesting, and it's – it's it stinks like you know my son's like oh well this this and this I'm like yeah great you know it, it might be better for the Packers if most starts out but you know I'll tell you what I would rather players not get hurt because I mean this is their bodies they're putting their their bodies on the line for us and um, it might be good for our team but it's not good for the NFL we want our best players out there so right. hopefully everyone can uh, come back healthy next year and we'll see what happens. Yeah, and, and I just want to kind of take all those injuries and talk about the 49ers and the Jets because both of those teams have a lot of injuries. But the Jets stink, man. I mean, the 49ers, they, they don't have anybody to throw it to. This is true. They don't, have any, they don't have anybody to throw it to. Their running back got hurt. Their quarterback got hurt. And they still won by a billion. But, like, you know, I, didn't play. Like real quick on the gambling front, screw you, Jets, for that late touchdown because then you hit the over and you messed up my life. So – Stop, stop stinking and then coming on late and getting these weak touchdowns. I'll tell you what, that play was kind of ridiculous out of Darnold. I don't care. Do it, <laughs> do, don't do it. Game's over. <laughs> don't get hurt. How about that? I like they it. Stink. Like, again, I, again, I read all this week how Adam Gates is a brilliant offensive mind. Brilliant offensive what? They stink. All right, what's your next one? I can't. They stink. Um, so I, what, what did the Falcons do last uh, yesterday? I don't look. All right. So this was my second one. I didn't know they lost until like halftime of the Sunday night football game. Oh man. Because I was just watching on my phone, saw that they were winning by a hundred million points. Yeah, pretty much. Saw that they had given back a bunch of points, but that it was pretty much over. Yes. And then went and did a couple of things, sat down late to put on that, the Sunday night football game, and, and then, like, halftime, Mike McCarthy picks up his first win, and I was like, go ahead, excuse me, what? Like, ah, did you see the onside kick? Stop, bro. Ain't nobody should get an offensive kick. The rules in the NFL for onside kick are literally nobody can run until the ball's kicked. So as soon as that ball's kicked, the defender, you just jump on the ball. It can be one yard away. It can be eight yards away. It can be – 17 yards away. Just jump on the ball. You have the ability to jump on the ball. Yeah. They, four people just were in a circle waiting for it to go 10. I think they were expecting it not to make it the 10 yards. There'd be a flag. It's like, okay, that's but terrible. If the defense jumps on it, it's their ball. They can jump on it prior to 10 yards. No, they can't. Yeah, oh, they can. oh, I'm sorry. The receiving yes, team. They yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, defense, yeah, yeah. Ball, like, literally rolled to you five yards away. You got it. Your ball, good to go. They, that was historically awful. Here's the thing. Atlanta was kind of one of these sneaky picks to make it to the playoffs. They are now 0-2 against two good teams that they could have beat. Yeah. You know, and, and yesterday was should have been a blowout. And they just obviously couldn't get it together. And, and I feel bad for them. Again, everybody on that special team should get fired. <laughs> the, the, no, the, way that, the way that onside kicks are, are set up now – there's almost no chance for an offense to get an, uh, an onside kick unless the defense just stops playing. 
Yeah, and they did. That was that was miserable to watch. It was funny because I, I literally, I don't know, probably midway through the fourth quarter or whatever, I sent a text to a, a Packer friend of mine, and I was like, nice to see McCarthy struggling with these Cowboys. And then, oops, maybe it was my fault. I mean, they're going to score a lot of points. Let's yeah. be honest. They're, we've said from the beginning, they're not a bad team. Nope. They, they have a shot to win that division, especially with the way the Eagles can't seem to figure out how to play football anymore. But, like, they, the, the, they just got gifted a win yesterday. Like, we, 15 weeks from now, we might be saying, like, that comeback that against Atlanta fun. is what wins them the division. And, and, and the Eagles collapse against the Washington football team. <laughs> so, you know, who knows? All right, I got one for you. Yeah. When is it going to be Tua time in Miami? Like, I'm just going to put that out there. I get that Brian Flores is trying to build something there. I get that they're not the worst team in the world. I get that they hung with the Bills for a long time yesterday. But are you really going to play this whole season with Ryan Fitzpatrick as your quarterback and not give your number two, three draft pick the chance to play quarterback, like your team isn't going to make the playoffs. So what are we what doing? What I'm doing right now is I am looking at the Dolphins' upcoming schedule. We have a barn burner Thursday against the Jaguars. Like what, what, what better time to have him play? Because then you, then you got Seattle, Fort, Seattle, San Francisco, maybe after the San Francisco game, after he throws a couple picks and – but like playing the Broncos, so Patrick is going to do this thing where he has six five? bad games and then one good game, and they're going to be like, I just like I realized that after I was you know I watched the game, the Bills survived, they're two and zero, that's great. But I'm thinking to myself, what what are we doing with Ryan Fitzpatrick? Right. They literally went out and got Chan Gailey as their offensive coordinator to work with Ryan Fitzpatrick because those two have only ever been good when they work together, except when they don't work together in Buffalo and they suck. But like. I mean, what are we like? Just when are we going to hand two of the keys? And the, the reason that I'm asking that is it's gonna, probably what I'm going to talk about, and that's Justin Hebert. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was a fluke thing where Taylor, like, he literally didn't find out until coin toss that he was going to be starting that game. And Tyra Taylor, you know, awful. Sounds like it was something that, you know, in the chest. Um, chest pains and you know nothing too serious but it, his statement the uh, Lynn statement was he will be our starting quarterback when he's 100% tell you what Tyrod Taylor is not gonna you be 99 for the next 99.9 the rest of the season man <laughs> like, but it just yes you're not going you're not going anywhere they almost want the Chargers almost won that game same thing with Tua He's got two good receivers. We talked about this. Gasecki looked awesome yesterday. That little that seven round pick, that seven round pick they got from Virginia Tech, making all sorts of catches. Yeah, I mean they have the, they 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 have they got three running backs that can that can go. Though yep. apparently they don't put Jordan Howard in on the, the goal line, which thank they God they did because they couldn't score yeah. a touchdown when they did that. Idiots. Even the announcers were like, "You literally brought this guy into Miami for this reason." But, like, I just – at this point, his and, – and the offense that they run is all quick out, short. It's, you know, Chan Gilly is the read option guy. Put to it – like, if you're the Miami Dolphins, what are we waiting for? Like, what in God's name are you waiting for to happen to where you're like, oh, now it's Tua's turn? 
You're going to wait the whole season, really, Brian? Like, I just don't – I don't get it. No, I, I'm and, with And you I think that. even more – that, and you're absolutely right. That was what was in my mind. You see, Justin Hebert almost upset the Chiefs yesterday. It literally took overtime. And, and, and the Chiefs obviously couldn't get it going at all. Yeah. Um, that Chargers defense is good. But he – right. And that's, that's what – this is what the Chargers have been waiting for, an offense that can keep them in games because their defense is really good. It's just like, what are we doing down in Miami? Like, let the, let the kid play. Unless, kid. unless he's not 100%, right? Unless they don't think he's 100%. Right. If that's the case, that's fine. But just let the man play. I'm with you. You got any more? I have one more. I mean, Let's hear shout, out to, shout out to Cam Newton. Dude threw for almost – he threw for 390, 397, 71% completion percentage this season. You know, the end of the last play of the game wasn't the best, obviously, but man, they shouldn't even have been in that game, honestly. He 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 looks good and you know, I, I put a story up on Instagram of everyone tweeting out like if you are someone with a very average quarterback, are you getting yelled at for not bringing Cam in? And you know, maybe it doesn't work with them, but Edelman, highest career uh, highest career yardage ever with Newton thrown to him. Nikhil Harry's catching passes, uh Izzo's catching passes, like he spreads the ball out. He doesn't look at one person or two people like Tom Brady ten, tended to do. Um, he's just like, let me find that open person. I trust my teammates. Let's do it. I'll say this. And I watched most of that game last night. Yeah, I, I, get, I get the whole thing. People saying like, you know, I can't believe, you know, Team X didn't sign Cam Newton. Who knows what Cam Newton was asking for, this right? And the other part of this is I just want to like – Bill Belichick's a great coach. The Patriots are a really well-run organization. Let's not forget that Josh McDaniels is a pretty damn good offensive coordinator. Tim Tebow made it to the playoffs with Josh McDaniels as his coach, right? Fair, yeah. just, just so I'm clear. Yes. Just, just so I'm just – Won a playoff game. Right. Just so I'm clear, the guy that literally was one of the worst football players ever won a playoff game with, with – so, like, Josh McDaniels – and I'm going to keep using this, he can cook in terms of offensive coordinator. Like, he clearly knows what he's doing. And he was able to, in a very short amount of time, put an offense together that works for Cam Newton. Now, I don't – I want to see a little bit more from Cam Newton. And I know that seems ridiculous given what he's done these first two games. But he hasn't played very good defenses yet. Seattle's offense is ridiculous. And we can have – we could do a whole pot on Russell Wilson because that guy is – stupid good and he can he, just cook he he the, the the throws he makes are just ridiculous and, and yes, he cooks metcalf. all the fucking time d yes he's always cooking dk metcalf is a beast that's a, <laughs> a freaking nature man yes um but i i want to see Kim against a good defense that's what i really want to see and maybe it's the buffalo bills but he's they've got a big they've got a tough schedule this year too my last thing was like Tom Brady didn't look too bad in Tampa Bay yesterday. Nope. And I know it's the Panthers, and they're not a great team, but that wasn't a very tough game for them. They kind of won that pretty easily. And, again, we talked about Tampa Bay being a pretty good team. Leonard Fournette, you can get that kind of running from him. Mike Evans, Goodwin's going to be back soon. He's supposed to be back this week. He's out of there protocol. Were, there were a bunch of people saying that Tom Brady was pretty much done. I don't think he's too upset right now. Right. Tampa Bay's one and one and New England's one-on-one, and neither of them have played a tough schedule. So, and I know Seattle's good, but, like, in terms of defense, I mean, I should say. 
Yeah, no, Seattle's defense, defense I, I'm surprised. I mean, I know I know they're not the Legion of Boom anymore, but, you know. You'd think well, they, they also lost one of their safeties less than halfway through the game who got yeah. kicked out for trying to kill Nikhil Harry. This is fair. Just and, an he, and, and they just lost two more defenders. They lost Irwin or Irvin, right. whatever. Right for the year, right? Did he blow out his knee? Yeah. And uh, Blair. Yep. So they're going to they're gonna be up against it. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, Cam Newton can roll. I do worry about the fact that Cam Newton, like, is going to have this really good season in the page, and then Bill Belichick is going to be like, we'll give you a one-year $5 million deal again or something lame like that because all, you know, to his credit, Bill Belichick cares about winning this year. Next year he'll do with next year. Like, he's not going to give Cam Newton a huge contract. And I do worry, like, Cam Newton's I don't 31. Think- he can't rush the ball 15 times every game. He's going to he's gonna get worn out. No, he's probably not going to get a payday again, which is sad. Um, I don't know. Bridgewater just got that payday. Who knows? I get it, but you got to have a team that need that isn't is ready to move on from their quarterback and not draft, you know, a rookie. Right. Right. Week two's in the book. Packers are two and zero. Bills are two and zero. That's all that really matters, right, D? That's right. All right. Let's move to last call, presented by Progression Brewery. D, what do you got for me, man? And going back and forth on what I want to talk about. And I want, I, I feel like when we did our baseball um, over-unders and division winners and wild cards, we might, we, I think we went to seven. There's eight teams in each division going on to the playoffs. I'm not a fan. Like, <laughs> there's teams that are going to be under 500 in baseball going to the playoffs. Oh, and, and moving forward, over 162 games, you're going to have teams that have a losing record. And I, I'm, I, I think great point you brought up. I don't like it. I, I don't mind six. I think we did six because it was five, right? There was two by or no three buys. No, and it was six. I think it's been six. No, they played a wild card in, so they had, yeah, they had two wild cards, but now they have five wild cards. Like I don't know, man. It, it just doesn't make sense. You know, they're playing best of three series this year. You know, and think about it. The Yankees wouldn't make it. Oh no, they got hot recently, so Houston wouldn't make it. Mm-hmm. They they might, and, and they Red, could Red Sox aren't going to make it. The Red Sox are not going to make it. Cincinnati is in the in the hunt now. The Reds, and they got a stellar starting position, uh, starting pitchers. I don't know. I think it's it's crazy to have eight teams from each division go on and play. A seven game series I know it's only three this year but I, I don't know if that's gonna happen but I just I don't like it and maybe it's because it's new but get rid of it I'm already over it I'm with you on it all right I gotta vent real quick I'm a big soccer fan big time soccer fan and for the last I don't know six or seven years the English Premier League has been on every Saturday and Sunday morning on NBC Sports it is literally one of the highlights of my weekend I know that there's going to be soccer on from 7 a.m. to about 2 p.m. It is an amazing experience for someone who likes soccer to be able to turn on the TV and watch the best soccer in the world. NBC debuted the Peacock app just a little while ago and decided this weekend, and they did a little bit of it last weekend, that they were just going to put all these games on Peacock, an app that you got to pay for. Oh. What the fuck, NBC? This is not cool. This is not okay. 
No one's going to sign up for Peacock. I assume no one's going to sign up and pay money just so, I mean, I know you get other things, but like I watched the Premier League on, on NBC Sports because I like soccer. You know what was on NBC Sports on Saturday morning instead of soccer? Cycling. 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 Even nobody's watching cycling. Nobody's yeah, watching watch soccer that. except for me and a handful of my friends, but no one's watching cycling. NBC Sports. NBC. Just get rid of stop with the Peacock app. Put the game. I mean, this happened a couple of years ago where they tried to move games to certain they, they weren't showing all the games and basically right. after a couple of weeks nobody was watching and they brought it all back. I hope this happens again because again. I like to watch the soccer on Saturday and Sunday mornings, and now I can't. The only game that they have is an NBC game at 1230 on a freaking Sunday when, oh, by the way, football's about to kick off. Bad move, NBC. Please bring back soccer to NBC Sports. Stop with this dumb peacock thing. I do not have time for it. <laughs> I'm with you. I mean, I don't watch soccer, but I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll watch soccer over uh, cycling any day. Yes. Thank you. I had to watch bass fishing on Sunday morning. That's all I'm going to say. And while I do love a bass fishing, a good bass fishing tournament, like it would have been better to watch soccer. Oh, and the other part about it, let me finish this rant because oh, I boy. have YouTube TV, which is incredible, by the way. And what they would always have is the ability to watch the soccer games on demand after the fact. Now you can't even do that because they're not on NBC Sports. They're on the goddamn Peacock Network. God, just stop it. Just stop it. All right, that's it for this oh. one. We got to shut it down because I'm about to lose my mind. I got no more, no more smoothie. It is what it is. All right, y'all. Till next time, beers up, sports talk. Go find us on social media. Peace.